Today on the Run the Riot podcast, I have David Terrio on. Just really <laughs> pumped and amped to have you guys listening. Super excited. David, thanks for joining me. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast, and we are back. Uh, some of you may have heard our midweek motivation this week. Uh, Going to try to bring those back regularly and uh, you know, try to get back to regular schedule with guests on the weekends. Um, life has been crazy and had to take a break, and uh, but we're back. And so uh, missed a lot of you guys. I missed putting out some content, and I uh, hope you're ready to listen to some good stuff. And today, uh, just got a great episode with uh, Rob Steger from the Training for Ultra podcast. Um, you know, just kind of been following Rob for a while and uh, all the things he does. I appreciate all the content he puts out, man. He has some great interviews with some amazing, interesting ultra runners and uh, he keeps it real, man. I appreciate that. I love that. And uh, and so ch- if, you, if you don't know who he is, which most of you, everybody who listens to any ultra running podcast knows who he is. But if you haven't, check out the Training for Ultra podcast. And um, also, if you're ever interested in in running a 200, man, I watched on Amazon Prime his uh, his his uh, Triple Crown series. Um, he put out, I think it's two episodes per race that he put out, and man, just good stuff. I used it kind of for homework when I was training for the Triple Crown. He's also putting out a lot of content on uh, his YouTube channel and and making uh, uh, doing video. He's a very creative guy, and so very interesting, man. So so check out all that that Rob's got going on under Training for Ultra. And man, I hope you enjoy the podcast because him and I just, we just get on a call and just visit and hang out and it's a swap cast. You can listen to it on, on mine uh, or you can listen to it. It's going to come out, probably out when you hear this on, on Training for Ultras pod, podcast. So so check it out, man, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Rob's a good guy. Uh, real quick, I want to thank our sponsors, Exoskin.us. Uh, man, Exoskin makes some great, great products. Um, they're, 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 their clothes are comfortable. Um, they don't stink. And uh, I love their Exotoes. That's my, my favorite thing. That, that Their Exotoes and the calf sleeves, man, they are great. I, I wear them. I believe in them. Uh, keep they keep My Exotoes keep my feet happy. And uh, you've heard me say, before I ran the the Love It 100, my feet got wet multiple times crossing streams, and I never changed my socks or shoes. And uh, Exotoes kept my feet happy. Zero blisters, man, for the whole 100 miles. So just 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 check it out and use the code Run the Riot uh, for a discount. And we're also brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series, man. Check out uh, Jeremy and Alicia put on some great races uh, around southern Kansas and all around uh, some interesting places uh, in Oklahoma. Just some great races put on by, by ultra runners who, who know what we need and know what we like. And uh, they'll take care of you. So go to outlaw100.com and check out all the races there. And uh, hey, who knows? Might see you at some of them because uh, I enjoy running their races. I enjoy hanging out with the, in the atmosphere that's there. You know, it's just good to be, to be around other like-minded ultra runners and just people who enjoy being out in nature and running. 
racing. And so uh, check out the Outlaw 100 Race Series. Uh, I think that's about it, guys. So just uh, welcome back. And uh, man, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Steger from Training for Ultra. Today on the Run the Riot podcast, I have David Terrio on. Just really <laughs> pumped and amped to have you guys listening. Super excited. David, thanks for joining me. Nice, nice. And today, oh yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good. <laughs> today on the Training for Ultra podcast, I have Rob Steger. This is David Terrio just jumping in to have some fun. Welcome to the Run the Riot Training for Ultra podcast, yeah. episode 1 million or something. David, how, how have you been, man? Good. Well, it, it's, it's been a, actually been better. Uh, I'm, I'm doing better now, but uh, it's been a tough last month, man. Um, I think we, we might share in some of that. <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah, running-wise uh, and, I guess, uh, mountain biking-wise, it's been, it's been rough. Yeah. Uh, but... For slightly different reasons, it's weird. We, for the first time, met at, it was Silver Rush 50, right? Yeah, yeah. We got to got to share some miles at, out there at Leadville, man. That was cool. And I think Dave Mackey, like, just left us in the dust. Was that before? <laughs> or? That was when I started slowing down and we started chatting. I think we ran for, like, five miles together, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we had a good, uh, good, good, good set of miles and just, just, uh, just a good visit in person, man. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, Dave Mackey was already gone. He was, <laughs> he was out there. <laughs> Lightning. He's such a beast. That guy's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to complain. I looked over at David because I was, I was like suffering just a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm not in the shape that I used to be in 2019. COVID really just knocked my training back a good amount. I'm saying positive. There could be a lot worse things that COVID did to me. Um, yeah. I, I didn't have it, I don't believe, but just life stress and, and everything else. Uh, but, yeah, I looked over at David. I'm like, man, this doesn't feel like it uh, It did in 19 when I ran it. And uh, then Mackie ran past us. I was like, all right, I'm done complaining. There's no way I can complain. <laughs> like, that guy's just making the most of every day, you know? Dude, he he's he's awesome. I got to share some miles with him at uh, Western States, and um, he um, he was he was looking good. Now, what's funny is uh, the issue of Ultra Runner Magazine, where where they they had a picture of Dave Mackey at Western States. I'm in the background. I'm kind of like about probably about ten feet behind him, a little out of focus. Uh, you know, behind Dave Mackey, I was like, "Hey, I'll take it." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hey, as long as you're not crying in the background, then you know. Yeah, it was. It was still early on. I wasn't crying yet. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah, I. I'll tell you, the first time I saw a a guy on the side of the trail bawling was the Leadville mountain bike. Really? I've never see. I've never seen someone full blown bawling their eyes out and i want to say it was like it was early that oh, it was man. like yeah it was like mile 40 maybe i don't know what was going on but i, I had just never i'd never seen that before 
Man, I want to, yeah, I, I, it can, I mean, it can get emotional out there, but I've never, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I've shed, I've shed a tear before when I had to DNF, yeah. but, but not, uh, I hadn't, I hadn't bawled my eyes out, man. He must have just been having a rough time. Huh. So tell me what you were, what your 2021 goals were, because, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, for a variety of reasons, things aren't going to plan. I, I got to hear more about this. I want the listener to hear more. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and we got to visit, uh, you know, out there at Silver Rush, I was planning on, I mean, uh, Triple Crown. Actually, I was going to do the Triple Crown last year, but of course our, you know, our, our enemy COVID rocked everything. And um, so uh, I was really excited, uh, really been training for it for a couple, couple years, man. Um, and uh, put more miles than, than I ever have. Even when I did Tahoe in 2018, uh, I put way more, just a ton more miles in, and I was fi- feeling fit and 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 good. And so that was the big goal. I just I just wanted to get that triple crown done. I ever, when I heard there was a triple crown, I couldn't couldn't get it out of my head and had to do it. And so so that was the goal, man. And I was I was doing those fifty mile races. And I did the North Fork fifty uh, out in Colorado. I did a Silver Rush just to you know for prep, getting ready and. Um, yeah, that was the goal. I, Not, I ran with you. You were in really good shape. Yeah, you ran a, a solid Silver Rush fifty. Yeah, you were. Your pace was a little quicker than mine when we were doing Silver Rush because I was just like, dude, take off! Like I don't know, we'll be back any longer. And you're yeah. just like happy go lucky and ran off pretty much. You, yeah, you seemed like you're in good shape. Um, yeah, felt good. Um, he he got to me a little later on because it was it was pretty hot uh pretty hot day, but uh but I still yeah, you know. Here. Yeah, got it. Got it done. I saw. I saw you got it done, man. That's that's barely. Yeah. Well, hey, you you did it. It's that heat was that heat was a heat and altitude kind of combined to altitude's hard to balance your electrolytes in. Very definitely. very difficult. Yeah. Like yeah. you, it even affected my Leadville 100 run. Like I felt like I was taking too many salt pills, and then mm-hmm. I was getting a little, a little paranoid. Honestly, after you take like ten of those things, it's like. <laughs> Like it hasn't been fifty miles yet. What's going on? Like, yeah, what's going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. blood pressure is going to go. Yeah, you don't want to something? have a heart attack and yeah. err on the wrong side of that. In all yeah. seriousness, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 tough, and yeah, the, the altitude. And I'm, I mean, I'm from like when we talked earlier. I'm from South Louisiana. I live in Oklahoma. You know, I you get out there at altitude. My body just kind of. Hey, what's up with that? You know, need some oxygen and it's, it's tough. You weren't breathing hard at all. Like you were, I feel like you're pretty acclimated. So I got to hear more about Bigfoot. I got to hear the dirty details here. Oh man. So that race is my favorite. Dude, that's a t- hard, <laughs> that is a hard course. So, okay. So this year's Bigfoot started on Friday the 13th. I uh, didn't count, didn't realize that. Okay. So um we get out there and and my wife wanted to take me to the start finish so we followed the buses out there so on the way one of the buses broke down um so they had to i guess consolidate the people and then we go a little further and they're on the side of the mountain they're taking out the road like we had to stop and they because they took they took the road out and they had to put half of it back (laughs) so we could go over it so we ended up getting there late. Well, you you know a little bit about late starts for two hundreds, but um, yeah. but the whole race started a half an hour late because the buses we didn't get there until after nine o'clock, and uh, so that was a 
you know, I was like, well, you know, whatever. You just you just That's deal a with catastrophe it. Catastrophe already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm thinking, why are they yeah. taking the road apart? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, they were putting something underneath or whatever. It was it was it was kind of nuts. And like when we were driving over it, I was like, this is at least the buses are ahead of us. I don't know they're heavier. If they make it, we'll make it. You know, it's like <laughs> we were the first boss across. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh, so um, so it was just it was just really interesting an interesting start and then so the 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 first day of course they're predicting triple digit temperatures hotter than normal same thing happened to me when i did moab hotter than normal temps and um so um anyway it was just it was a rough day and like you said um wasn't altitude but i had trouble with electrolytes um i was felt really good at first i was going out conservative but uh things kind of ended up going downhill my stomach went south man and that my my legs felt great, everything. But when you can't eat, um, man, it's you hard. Two, you can't run two hundreds. Yeah, I ended up running all all night on hardly any calories, and um, man, I was just I was just done. I could every time I tried to eat, it it come back up, and um, I would, you know, so try everything. You, were your legs cramping? Because that I mean, when your stomach goes, as you know, yeah, that that typically is electrolytes, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and my legs didn't cramp. I, I, uh, uh, it was, it was weird. I, um, and then when I, when I would think I would keep things down, I, you know, I ate for, ate and drank for a good while. I was leaving, uh, one of the aid stations and just, just all came back up. I even ate, took a nap for an hour early on. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just couldn't. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty positive runner. I stay, I stay positive. I like, you know, if you had to, like your, your Courtney DeWalter positivity runner or like your Goggins, just get it done run you know i'm more i lean more toward you know and i was i was just i was running mad i realized the last 14 miles my brow was furrowed and i was just kind of like just mad you know and i was like man that's i don't like that that's yeah that's not me man um so yeah i didn't ended up just having to having to pull the plug oh also when when it got dark it's friday 13th it got dark and i look up and there's a quarter moon and it's blood red I was like, what's the deal? I was like, I mean, how many omens can I have? You know, I'm it's not like, a superstitious guy, I, but it's, it's almost like generations before us figured all this stuff out and uh, yeah. like got the warning system together for us. Yeah, Eddie proofed it with like the moon color, and yeah. So, yeah. how far did you end up making it? About a hundred k. Yeah, that was terrible. I mean. I'm trying and to think of the aid station there. That is, oh man, I purged all, I purged so much of that from my brain. I think it was um, cold, cold, uh, cold water. Is that it? Cold water. Yeah. 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 That's and, right uh, before a pretty sizable climb. Any kind of water reference in the aid station names, the following segment is like stupid hard. Yeah. So like, it's always like... When I'm at an aid station and it has a water reference during Bigfoot, I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat an extra burger and sit here for like 10 minutes because I got to get my game face on. Yeah, I think it might have been the one after Coldwater because I think from Coldwater to we had it like in 14 miles, it was 5,000 feet of gain. It was yeah. it was ridiculous. And I, I did that whole section with, with hardly any calories in me. Yeah, it, that, it, that doesn't work mathematically. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, That's a big climb coming out of there. Yeah, I did it during a lightning thunderstorm. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, but those drop-offs are pretty severe on the left side as you're kind of initially 
going up. Yeah, I had, and I had a couple of times, I guess I was a little weak and stuff, but I had a couple of times where my, my foot kind of slipped off to that left side and, and like, you know, you look and it's it's nighttime and it's... You just don't hear rocks for yeah, a while. It's like, that's the abyss, man. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, it was... It was Can't it even was, joke about that after TDS, oh, that U- UTMB race. Like, uh, yeah, that's... Gosh. That's... that's that's kind of scary. That puts things in perspective, man. Yeah, big time, big oh. time. But uh, but yeah, man. So I I don't know. I was I was disappointed. I uh, you know when you're trying to do the triple and it's the first of the triple and then um, you know you you have to bail. And I, I was I was I was pretty mentally uh, upset about that. I, I I normally take things in stride, and uh, that one. Uh, kind of hit me hit me a little hard as far as man i recovered physically pretty good next day i was able to you know uh eat start eating and then I, my body was fine a little, little soreness in the hips but uh did you but, think about sleeping there for like a, a a very extended amount of time was that even an option i i pro- you know hindsight i probably should have just taken a, a whole lot of time um, like a seven-hour nap. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. enough time. A lot of a lot of times in that race. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the things that was feeding. I knew we had some more climbs. Uh, the, uh, uh, Candace had to reroute a section of it, and it added, oh man, like another three thousand. We had a section with seven thousand feet of gain um, because of that, and I think it was just it that, that was weighing on me. I knew how I was feeling at that point, and I'm thinking I've got you know four more of these climbs and you know uh and then i was weak and so i was just in a bad mental mental and physical place and uh you know i probably should have napped <laughs> you know just just yeah. slept and until i became a different person <laughs> you know um so i, I i'm used i'm not used to um I mean, I just didn't, not not to not puffing anything up, but I'm used to just being on top of things, being way ahead of, you know, uh, not 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 even front running necessarily, but but way up there, you know. Um, and so I, it messes with me a little bit when I've just got to, uh, I don't know, hang back. I guess I'm not sure, uh, but I mean, physically, I was I was it's, pretty wrecked. I was weak. <laughs> it's hard. Two hundreds are a different piece. Yeah, and it's like. You can almost joke off for like half the race. Like the very first hundred miles of that race is like, just go have fun. Forget you're even racing. Yeah. And like the race doesn't even really start. I mean, I didn't even start running, running until I was like mile 180 ish, 175 of the yeah. foot. Nice. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It's too long. It's it, forty six thousand feet again. It sounds like you had more like forty eight. Yeah, like, it was, that's just insane. <laughs> yeah, you you've got to got to literally just pace yourself for it. Pace your, you know everything and that's and and so I, I I felt I mean great at first you know going over the the lava the b- lava boulder field. Uh, man, mm-hmm. I, I was having fun. You know there, uh, I had a big um, big hat with reflective hat because of the heat and all i looked ridiculous yeah. but i didn't care i was just, you know, just, having, just having fun you know it's, 
Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it, it just, just real unfortunate. I, I, and I think part of it too is with COVID and everything else, I had just been training so long. I think, I think I was just kind of just getting burnt out, you know, by the time I got to the race, I had been just, just, you put your best miles in training. That's a possibility, man. I just yeah. put a lot into it, and uh, you know, man, I got I've got family. I work full time doing do the podcast. Uh, I, I I I do things at at our church. I I just got a lot of irons in the That's fire. A lot. And, yeah. yeah, and you you know, man, you're a family man. You're busy. You know, it's it's sometimes Try. it's just hard to balance that stuff. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to pick the right priority. You know, like mm-hmm. what seems important one moment, you look back and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like triple crown, I obsessed on nothing but the triple crown like i used all my family vacation time for the triple crown and looking back it was like whoa like okay i i still was a dad and husband like i totally messed that priority up so reshuffle um but what you remind me of honestly is uh doing moab 240 for the second time i like i was wiped out at the 100k mark Mm. it was like right around 75 miles and I just like my system, like the other two races finally caught up to me. And I, I took like a 45 minute nap or an hour nap out of nowhere. <laughs> like my crew was looking at each other like, What's this happening? is not going well. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, my default was like worst case scenario during the triple sleep. If that doesn't work, I was going to eat and sleep like just because Candace has such generous amounts of time. Yeah. Like you just, your whole system can recycle, but yeah, I'm sorry, man. That, that sounds frustrating. Like extremely in the smoke during that yeah. race I heard was really bad. Like it just, yeah, I'm that, almost I'm, surprised they, they put the race on this year just because of all those conditions falling apart. But yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't Tahoe 200 now. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, man, and, and I don't know if you saw today. I mean, they're evacuating uh, uh, south south of the lake and west of the lake right now. Mandatory evacuations. It's it's Sierra at Tahoe. Uh, I think I think the fire swept through there, man. Um, it's I terrible. Mean, how how is that from your perspective? Beyond the fact that you know people are losing their their houses there's like one of the most beautiful sections of trail ever that might be burned away and then i'll have you think beyond all your friends in louisiana yeah like what the hell is going on with uh the globe right now yeah man it's yeah crazy times (laughs) how, how is it mentally when you set your mind to the triple crown and then you don't make it to step two like, are you almost relieved that Tahoe's called this this year so that it gives you a a reset to kind of go into Moab 240? Um, I, I've actually decided I am not going to do Moab this year. Um, okay. I just with with everything, I decided I uh, to gear back up into to training with Tahoe not happening. I would have to just just ramp back up, and I've kind of I, I think that's even different from doing each race. And with your focus being between each race, just recovery, you know, you go do the race and then you're not, you're not eating, you know, you're not out there killing a hundred miles a week. You're just trying to recover between them and, and, and maintain. I'd have had to ramp up and, and start really 
training training you know uh, yeah. for moab and i just I, I couldn't i can't do it with with family and everything else and i, I just decided and i actually it's been a, a relief since i i, I made that decision uh, I've been have I've been having fun. I've been running just kind of what I want. I think I did I don't know forty five miles last week, uh, and then hitting the gym. I enjoy the gym. I like to work out, and I hadn't been able to do it as much. So I just been at the gym, just just in just kind of doing what I want to do for a little while, taking a, a, a just a mental mental break, and uh, it's been kind of a relief. So um, I don't have that's I have, great. Yeah, it's it's been good. I have um, I think I have a race on the calendar that was. Um, postpone a 50 mile that in february that's the only thing i have on the calendar right now and uh might do it might not we'll see i just <laughs> i'm just gonna do you, do you think you'll sign up for bigfoot next year and then and then try to do the triple again or you just was your experience so bad during bigfoot that you're just like you know what i'm just gonna focus on enjoying running again first and foremost and we'll just see where things lead yeah, as of right now, I mean, I've, I've done Tahoe before, and I was I was actually going to do it. I was going to do this one, and um, I enjoyed it. So I did it the year that uh, Candace on uh, the fifth year when it was backwards, um, and so I'd like to do it the the normal way. Um, and so um, I am. I, I don't know if you saw, but I think Candace is going to end up moving Tahoe to June. Um, because, uh, there's a lot less chance for, for fires and, and everything else. So she, they have, uh, they're, they're waiting for the U S forest service to, to kind of okay it, but, uh, she's going to move it to June and, uh, there'll just be different gaps between the triple crown now. So, um, yeah, yeah. She's looking at doing that. So Western States is sort of in that area too. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the, uh, what the dates like, were. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be early early june or i think i think something it, to that effect yeah and um so for me i work i work at a school i'm an it director for for a school and man june is good <laughs> it's really good time for me um the, the uh, august was the worst time uh because i got back and the day the next day we started school and so it it was absolutely crazy at work beforehand and then when i got back i had I, I didn't really have a chance to process a whole lot of anything because i was so i've been so busy with work since i got back so it's it's been uh now there's yeah. gonna be snow she she said that yeah there could be snow <laughs> interesting I'm, right. I'm kind of okay with that though you know i mean i haven't been in it a whole lot when i did states we had 10 miles of it so that was kind of cool about 200 of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you you had some snow you you had the freak year i had some yeah. crazy snow yeah that was that yeah, was that i couldn't was, believe that when i saw it man i'm good with snow if i know it's gonna snow but yeah, if you got the clothes and you're you're ready for it, yeah. Dude, it was just that rain before was like the biggest droplets of ice cold rain, and it fell for like fifteen minutes straight. And I thought it'd blow through, and all all those droplets turned into giant snowflakes. It was oh, probably beautiful if you were, <laughs> you were dry survive. and warm, but. <laughs> In survival mode. <laughs> I <laughs> thought I was possibly going to die there. Um, I was running for my life there. Literally. If I stopped running up that mountain, I thought I might die. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I watched scary. I watched your uh, 
you know, uh, um, your series in preparation, man. And uh, yeah, that that puts things in perspective, man. When you when you're going out in the mountains, and and of course it's a, it's a race. There are aid stations, but you got 15 to 20 miles in between them, and uh, man, stuff can happen, you know. <laughs> I mean, I literally was like, do I go backwards? I think it was seven miles or do I go forward 10 miles? And like, I just kept going back and forth. And before I knew it, I was already like another mile further. And I just didn't know what to do other than just run. And then yeah. nearly at the top, someone had an extra puffy jacket. Thank God. That was so lucky. Um, but I, my teeth were chattering. I, every exhale, I was taking my, my jacket and trying to save the heat. Oh, so, like, man. I'd breathe in and out one, and I'd rotate to keep my hands from, like, freezing solid. And Oh, man. It was that's... unreal. Yeah. when I, I think I took one single, like, uh, video of myself, and I was like... Like, I didn't think it would be my last video, but I was like, I might risk losing, like, a finger if I'm not careful here. Like, wow, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Perspective, man. That is, that's. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, and then what happened in China? I'm like. Yeah. I, I've really tried to make it clear to every one of my listeners, like just take the extra coat take the extra little puffy jacket like it's not worth it you might have a a gps tracker on your shoulder but during a blizzard no one can get to you even if they know exactly where you are like it's it's not going to be helpful like same with utmb or or tds like the guy probably had some kind of tracking yeah or a cell phone on him it doesn't matter when you fall off a mountain like yeah we we forget how wild these races are sometimes. Well, I, you know, and I knew Bigfoot was wild, but uh, man, those and those trails, man, they're not. Um, some of those trails are just just. I mean, they're overgrown, and um, you can't see where you're putting your feet. And you know, you it's it's wild, man. It's a, it's definitely some wild trails out there, man. <laughs> After Click Attack, I think it was like two hundred or hundred and fifty ish or something. There's like brush up to like because I'm not I'm like five seven. There's brush up to like shoulders in places, and it was midnight. It was like pitch dark. Maybe it was like two a.m. And I have a waist belt on, and I'm just I know there's mountain lions in the area. And I'm just walking this brush like, what the hell is going on? I got freaked out and I turned around and I went back to this road because it like you go into this section off a road. I just laid down on the road and waited for what happened to be three people behind me that all, we all became pretty good friends throughout the next 25 miles or whatever it was. But I was so freaked out. (laughs) I was just waiting to come face to face with some wild animal. I didn't know what that would be, but yeah. It could happen, man. Uh, there was there was a lot, you know. I mean, when you got to have a whistle for for bears and and everything else, and I don't know. I just try not to think about it too much. I, I try to run smart and then just try not to dwell on it because it'll, it'll especially when you're sleep deprived, man. That will mess with you. <laughs> well, my issue was this is the last thing I'll say about this, but uh, one of the people I was running with 
they were trying to be thoughtful. Uh, Cammie is her name. And James, and there's one other, Mike. The, the other three, I got a bad bloody nose on this climb. And uh, I like, I just sat down because I was tired and my nose was bleeding. I'm like, shit, this isn't going well. And she, Cammie left with James and Mike. And they, they all started climbing. And then Cammie hung back for for like a minute and was just checking on me because she was concerned about me. But then afterwards, I, I talked to her a while later and she's like, yeah, there's like, there were a lot of mountain lions in that area. And because you're bleeding all over the place, I wanted to make sure, like, because she's ex-military. <laughs> she, she was smart enough not to tell me like what was really concerning her. And that was probably like the blood droplets and yeah that that's so that's you did an unreal race you did 100k in some wild terrain for sure <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm thinking at some point i'm gonna go i'm gonna get try to go back for redemption uh it probably won't be the triple crown because of the i mean you know that the training the logistics yeah so trying to go back to work in between recovery was so hard. I have like a high stress job and like trying to sit down in a desk in between major <laughs> 200 mile events was just surreal. Yeah. Yeah. And you come from the wilderness to, you know, <laughs> just doing this very physical, very demanding, uh, I don't know, mental thing, uh, wild thing. And then yeah, sit in an office, <laughs> do some work <laughs> and look at a computer. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. I mean, so I I DNF'd Leadman. Um, I, I held it together for the mountain bike, and then I had like about forty minutes, forty five minutes to do seventeen miles, and it was just like I'm gonna try to save my legs for the hundred mile run so that I don't cause what actually ended up happening, where I DNF'd mm. both. Yeah. Um, but I knew I wasn't going to make the twelve-hour cutoff. So, so what was what was it? I I, I haven't. Uh, I, I toy with getting mountain bikes to do some cross training and stuff. What was the uh, what was the struggle? Uh, you know, doing the the mountain bike race. The struggle was I did training for a hundred miler mm-hmm. with fourteen thousand feet of gain. I did not do training for a twelve-hour finish. Uh. So, like. I put that together at mile 87 in my head, like, oh, okay. Like, I just, I don't have experience to know how to pace myself on a bike. Yeah. So I didn't know what a hard effort was. I didn't necessarily know what an easy effort was. I didn't know how long to take at aid stations. Yeah. And then to top things off, my watch died around mile 75. So then I was totally in the dark. Yeah. I didn't bring a phone or anything. And I just... I was going up power line, realizing, kind of doing back of the envelope math, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is this isn't gonna work. Like, I can't get in in twelve hours." So, oh man, but Columbine is no joke on a bike. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it was I, it was rough. I mean, I drove up it in a car for like half of it just to preview the course. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is manageable." <laughs> It's manageable if you're doing a 14-hour race or a 16-hour race. (laughs) I'm just not used to covering uh, 100 miles with that much gain in 12 hours or less. I just, 
I didn't train with pedal turnover like I needed to have. Yeah, which, yeah. And I also, the downhills, um, I consistently was thinking, like, this is insane going more than, like, 30 miles an hour over this super, super sketchy rocks. Like, I just haven't trained enough on that type of thing. And then also, if I pop a tire, you know, I'm not, like, an expert mechanic with bikes. I could change a tire. Yeah. Um, but there's this element of unknown that wasn't worth the risk to me yeah but i got passed on power line down so many times it was i was going to name my film like my race recap like passing on the left like because it was just like 25 people just passing left, whoa, passing whoa. left, passing left. which sucks because then you have to go over the more treacherous stuff on the right side and um I mean, sadly, someone passed away on that section this year, I think. Yeah. I, I, they haven't confirmed it, but through the rumor mill, I, I I believe someone crashed their bike going down power line and died. Um, wow. So, again, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, it puts things in perspective. Like, as bad as coming home with the DNF yeah. was for me, like... One guy didn't come home. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is unreal for me at a race to have someone pass away. Yeah. I, I've never experienced that. Yeah. So. That, uh, yeah, I heard, heard about that one too. I, I thought I heard that it was, it was a heart attack possibly or something, but I, I don't know. I, heart I, I attack guess. happened, uh, in 2005 or 2015. Okay. I think it's been a while. Okay. Um, that was the last person that passed away, and that's what I thought I had heard initially. Okay. And then I heard someone say that possibly two people passed away during the race. Um, I don't want to add to the rumors, so yeah, I'm just going to yeah. wait until yeah we hear some something come out of Leadville. I'm sure they're doing some pretty serious analysis on the situation, but yeah. regardless of how or what happened, I mean, it's just awful. Yeah, that that's a dream race. You're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed you're to end it there. Um, yeah, end it all so. there. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, how do you? Um, so you know, you and I, we, Chris, we we both have podcasts. We put ourselves kind of out there. You know, everybody that listens to the podcast knows that. Hey, I was doing the triple crown. I'm tr- I, sh- I like to share. I like to share the victories. I like to share the the, the defeats. Uh, you just whatever. And how did you? I mean, what goes through your mind when you know, you know, you've put it out there, you're, you're filming, you're, you know, you're doing your training and all that. And, and then, you know, you're not going to finish, man. How does that, how did, how did that, how does that weigh on you or, or what did, did it weigh on you? Or are you just like, it is what it uh, is? I mean, I, that's, that's part of the deal. Like that's, yeah. in my opinion, that's why anyone listens to my podcast or checks out my social media or anything is like you get you get the real deal from me. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And, yeah. uh, you know, if, if you want to follow me and you expect me to only finish ultras that are stupid hard, like, sorry, don't follow. Don't listen to my podcast because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I pride myself on, on sharing things for how they are and yeah. it sucks. I honestly, the worst I felt, was during the run mm. 
First of all, because that was a race I've been waiting for for five years to get into. <laughs> I truly thought I could put down a decent race there and did not. My legs still apparently were feeling the bike. But yeah. nothing's worse than having three people set aside Saturdays for you mm-hmm. and Sundays, make all these arrangements, you know, put some money into it also, you know, to drive out and, and then they don't even get to pace you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's tough. I felt so bad about dropping and not allowing those people to get in some miles to check out what is, you know, arguably their dream race also. And to experience like running through twin lakes aid station with, 500 screaming people is like honestly i had more people screaming for me at twin lakes than kipchoge like when he won the (laughs) when he won the gold medal at the olympics like yeah yeah. it was insane that's so cool it was insane yeah um so it's a dream race it's an awesome one and i wanted to share the experience with three people that really went all out for me and Yeah. yeah so, I mean, how do you deal with it? Because I've gotten used to, I've done, I, I don't know how many ultras you've done. I've done almost 30 at this point. I probably started 35. I've already yeah. kind of gained experience with having to tell people like, hey, is Georgia Death Race, my update on DNFing Georgia Death Race a few years ago was maybe one of my more popular updates. Like, yeah. people like to hear... <laughs> The details, the good and the bad. Well, and, and if somebody can learn from, you know, the mistakes that I've made, I I, I have, uh, I don't even know how many total ultras. I have 15 uh, completed of 100 or more. And then, um, but I, I DNF'd, um, uh, what's it, Sanger de Crista, uh, went into it, kind of wrong mindset. I DNF'd it at 50 miles at 100 you know uh, i guess after you do a 200 mile you go into 100 mile thinking oh i got this and that's kind of what that's kind of like i i took it lightly and it was high altitude and windy and it was it was a rough one but uh and then i i did uh last year um moab 240 i, I dnf did and i in fact the podcast episode was called crash and burn at moab <laughs> so uh and i just shared this you know the story of what happened and so um some of them sting more than others, but uh, I don't like failing. I, I really don't, especially after I put work into it. But it happens, and uh, I kind of, kind of the same as you. I, I share that part of the journey too. Um, and if if somebody can learn from my bonehead mistakes, exactly, <laughs> then then it's it's worth it, you know. And if I can learn from it, it's, it's worth it too. I mean, what you called it a failure, and I personally agree with that term like i and i've asked a few really really fast people uh the same question but like how do you define failure in your head and also and also pain yeah that's 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 tough i um you know success is finishing you know getting to that finish line that's that's you know but I guess failure is a strong word. I mean, if you learn from it, it's not a maybe not a total failure. But but my I mean, my goal is to get to the finish line, and and that's what I've worked for, and that's what I've put so much time. That's what I get up four o'clock in the morning and then run a few hours before I go to work, and my family misses me on Saturdays because I'm out 
you know, just just running somewhere to train. And so it, there's there's a lot of weight there, man. And um, so I, I, you know, that that I don't like not accomplishing the goal. But it, you know, I always can learn from it. I can redeem some of it. But but that that's what failure is. It's not accomplishing, you know, what I set I, out to I do. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, because I, I get a lot of responses and a lot of people are very strongly opinionated on it, which is totally fine with me. I, lo- I like actually when people have some kind of opinion on something, you know, on that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like you. Like, if I go to a race, failure 101 is not finishing the race. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Like, we're not going to make this too, like, high-level thinking. Like, this is just... Yeah. 101 like I see a bike race that I only did 87 miles in as a failure cuz I mean it's a, it was a 104 mile race like I just didn't do yeah the distance uh that was asked of me in the time requirement like it sucks um <laughs> yeah and maybe I don't know maybe we I don't know. We we can we can get I don't want to get off on a subject but maybe we've taught kids you oh you can't fail. Well and I I I agree with the sentiment that you you you've learned something, you've you've gotten stronger, you're better, but like you said, you still didn't accomplish your goal, man. You know. Uh, yeah. No, so. exactly. I mean, and trust me, I've had plenty of times where I fail, but I learn and I keep making progress. Yes. And so, yes. like, it, I guess different objectives or different like time parameters can, you know failure over five years would be maybe not finishing any of those races, not learning much, not having fun yeah, and taking a bunch of time away from family and friends. Yeah. But yeah, like a stepping, like a fail in my head, that's not a big deal is like, Oh, you got your foot wet. You missed one of the stepping stones. Like it sucks, but you're going to keep going across. Like, you know, you missed one, but yeah. It's not like you you broke yourself and can't run ever again. Yeah. What and what's I think it's a there's a book called Failing Forward, you know, like you, yeah. you you keep you learn from it and so you can make the most out of it, you know, when we don't accomplish our goals, we can have a a pity party and and not do anything and and um just just wallow in it, you know, and and give up, but if we if we learn from it and move forward, we can we can learn from our failures and and do something with it. So that leads me to ask you what what's your biggest thing you learn from Bigfoot 200 here? Oh man. Is there I, one is there one thing you learned? I I I have got to get my stomach issue uh situated. I thought I had it. I thought I had uh had it figured out, but I I I guess I didn't. And um because other other than that, I I I was feeling great. I was doing well. Um but so I, I've got to work on nutrition and uh, hydration, electrolytes. I, I've got to continue to work on that and figure out. Uh, behind me, you, if I were to move, you'd see on the couch right there. I have about four or five different products that I'm going to be. <laughs> that I'm going to be just literally going to say that. I was like, so what I what I will tell you and uh, probably five or ten thousand of our closest friends um, is that. Electrolytes are different. Each product has a slightly different mix of like potassium, magnesium, like sodium. Yeah. All those mixes are in different proportions. Yeah. And 
I think I was talking to Pete Kostelnik about this, and he's like, oh yeah, I use, like he said, like S-caps plus Enduro lights. So like he uses a hammer product plus another product, and yeah. he'll like mix them. And I was like, Pete, hmm. that's that's genius. Like I hadn't really thought about that because I had gone from S-caps to then Enduro lights. I had trouble with just Enduro lights. Like they worked for me for a short amount of time but i have to mix in some other stuff um and i used salt sticks a salt stick along with um enduro lights during my bike ride yeah and my electrolyte balance was so much better it was it was like hands down like i finally found a good balance yeah so that's why i was like oh this run is gonna go really well <laughs> But like 10 salt sticks later i'm like <laughs> what is going good. on this is not right <laughs> yeah well and 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 that it, the hard thing is is you know depending on temperatures and and everything else yeah. man it's so you know so many variables yes yeah, so many variables so i've got some you know what i was doing for this race is i was just drinking water i had i had a, a product i was taking for salt uh, i had uh, you know certain things i was taking for uh uh, calories and uh it, it was it was good until it wasn't <laughs> that's the only other thing i'll mention i use fizz and then i put noon in so not only one of the like those tabs yeah i started yeah. mixing the different tabs together instead of just fizz 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 <laughs> so you got like a cocktail going on man i'm going old school i'm gonna have like <laughs> the syrup bottle like with the concoction or whatever yeah, that, that hey, I talked might to be, all these old school guys. Yeah, you know what? I made the mistake of putting noon in my uh, in my bladder pack one time, man, and it, it blew, like exploded. <laughs> it just blew up and sloshed and floated away. It just like. drove me, yeah, drove me nuts. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, and that's it. That that can be frustrating, man. Though just to to figure that out. And uh, anyway, I don't know if you figure if you once once you get it nailed, man, let me know. <laughs> I had it nailed. I did the triple. I don't know what's happened since. Like, <laughs> what? What? Honestly, what's weird is your diet changes too. So, yeah. like, when you nail the external way to stay hydrated, yeah, then you're internalizing like your diet changes, yeah, and so you then have to change the external hydration techniques. Like, there's yeah. so many variables. That's why I love ultra running. It's not easy. It's a puzzle. And man. once you figure it out, like. Yeah, you never have it like forever figured out. Like it's it's always changing, and then yeah. there's always storms and yeah. Heat I, when and I did smoke, yeah, stuff. When when I did when I did Tahoe two hundred and eighteen, I I was using Tailwind, and dude, I was crushing it. I nailed it. But since then, I can't drink Tailwind anymore, and so like, you know, it, it like you said, it changes. It just yeah, I had it figured out and. And then you get all that figured out, and your diet change causes your blisters. And it's just, why are we doing this to ourselves? I don't know. David, I, I, I think we should recommend everyone stop ultra running. I, 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 don't, I don't think we're encouraging people right now. It's just like, yeah, we're, we're all – yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually – my my wife, uh, we she likes this story, but uh, – 
at one of the aid stations at Tahoe. It was night. It was a hundred something miles in. And I looked at her and I was tired. I was just raw. And I, I just started laughing. She's like, what are you laughing? I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> she, said, she, she said, yeah. And so I was like, all right, see you later. And I just went running off into the dark. Like, <laughs> you had a yeah. moment of clarity. <laughs> exactly. And then I just, just tucked it away. <laughs> oh, I mean... That leads me to why, in all honesty, why do you run? Because I, I, we're yeah. we're going after impossible feats. Odd probability of failure is very high, especially yeah. in beyond a hundred miles. Yeah. Why Why do you run? I I like the challenge. I like having something to look forward, like a goal. That something that that that's out there, and I I just I just like that. It, it drives me, and um, so that's that's kind of it. I just I just like to keep pushing and see what I'm capable of. Like I, you know, like I feel like there's okay, there's something more. I could have done this. I could have gone farther. And uh, I don't know, man. What about you? What's 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 your driving factor to? I've I've been having trouble because. I mean, since finishing the Triple Crown, it was all about testing my limits with distance. And I yeah. didn't care about speed. Uh, following the Triple, I got a little bit faster. And I was in really peak form. Um, but still kind of lacking that, like, real motivating factor. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. And I'm still trying to kind of reignite the 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 true fire that I had uh in eighteen or seventeen, eighteen and nineteen. Yeah. I think I have it with uh, a challenge called Badwater one thirty five because it just scares me enough that I really wanna try something that I see nearly as stupid as it gets. Yeah. Um <laughs> Because I think with distance, the only thing I have left is maybe to, like, run across the United States or do the... I don't even really think the Colorado Trail's that, like, overly appealing. Like, I wouldn't yeah. want to rush that just because it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then the thing about running across the United States would be it's, like, running with all these cars and, like, the probability of getting hit by a car is so high and... yeah. Um, the, the idea of running a hundred and thirty degree heat right now has apparently <laughs> got me going. So I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me, David. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, I had a friend who, who ran it a few years ago and asked about, he was, he needed some crewing help and he, he wanted to find people who wanted to do it because, um, you know, that helps you to get in. And so he said, do you have any desire to run Badwater? And I was like... Absolutely not. <laughs> Do not. But if you need help, let me know. <laughs> it's a totally it. So it is an awesome sub community, and it is like hardcore, and it's a little more old school type group. Yeah, it's an amazing group of people. It truly that, is. Yeah, they love that race so much, and um. I don't know why I'm so excited. I, I I mean I still have to apply, and Chris is going to look at Leadman and or Leadville and be like, "Dude, <laughs> yeah, come what, back what? when you're ready. Yeah. Like, go do some Goggins work or something." You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh man, that reminds hey, me. Did you run with Did you run with Goggins? Did you? Uh, 
find yeah, yourself I, like running next to him at some point? I did. I did. Uh, the first uh, few miles of, of, of Moab, um, we, we were, we were running together, you know, he had a group of us and it was pretty funny cause we were still in town and people were pulling up on the sides and like, Goggins, I respect you, man. And he's, he was just, and he just kept, you know, straight face looking, you know, looking ahead and, uh, he's it like, was, oh, these mother, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, what was funny though, was at the end, um, you know, uh, oh man, I can't remember what's what's his name that won it. Uh, I can't Kregalia, uh that that won Moab. Oh yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know his, his name. Yeah, yeah. And he came in like, and he was like the 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 smile smiling runner. He smiled the whole time. He he crossed the finish line, raised his arms, ran back, high fived everybody, and just just beaming. So I got to see him finish, and then Goggins comes in, and he's just like straight face man he just finishes like i'm done <laughs> it was pretty awesome <laughs> it was it just contrasted you know different styles of running and it is you know nothing wrong with either one it's just it's just funny the only it's thing it. i always i i keep trying to explain to people is how funny he is did he crack any jokes did he like open up with you guys at all because I, I think I was running with him for 10 miles the year before okay over the same probably same train and everything he Did you uh, get on the trail with him too and everything yeah we got right on the trail a little bit and then uh um and then we kind of ended up spreading out uh but he was he, he seemed like he was in um in kind of in game mode like he was in race mode uh so i don't know tell me tell me about what you know i i heard the recording and saw some of the snips of there but how, how was he running with? so he he had never done the race before and so part of me is, like, realizing this guy just wants, like, course intelligence. He's, like, you know, it's it's like, okay, you want to ask some questions? Like, I'm going to ask some questions, like, yeah. mutually beneficial. And um, I don't know. I got the vibe that he's his own person. He's not an act. Yeah. He's just yeah. has this unique mentality of doing stuff. Yeah. And it was fascinating. Like, yeah. he's wearing... I think like ASIC ASIC road shoes, uh, and I was like, David, like, <laughs> you want to like get a? Sh- Are you ever thinking about getting a shoe deal? Like, <laughs> you could easily get a a custom like shoe made by whoever. And he's like, no, like I I don't want to be having to like talk about someone else's company and like do stuff for them. Like I'm like he just doesn't have yeah. The need or the desire to do anything that he doesn't want to do the way he does it, and yeah, you respect that. I respect that. I respect it. You know, he was hilarious because there was a drone on that first initial climb. You know, it's like three hundred feet up after the little drop down aid station. There's a drone. I'm like David, heads up on the drone, and he's like, ah, I I probably shouldn't share this Uh, because he's peeling off to go pee. And I'll, nice. all I'll say is he made one of the funnier jokes I've ever heard like, uh, on the yeah. trail. Gotcha. That's all. Gotcha. That's all I'm going to share. The rest will stay on the trail. Oh man! Well, I, hey, when I, I didn't even think about this when I interviewed Mike McKnight after Cocodona and stuff. He talked about. I said, "Man, it was cool with the drones and the coverage and all that." And he said, "Yeah, until you need the bathroom." <laughs> he said, he said the, "These drones everywhere. You got to wait, or, they, or everybody's going to watch what you're doing." <laughs> I mean, that was like having uh, having Ryan Clayton filming the Triple Crown. You know, like, I just got to the point where I was like, I'm lubed up. I just yeah, 
like for the first few times I tried to go back behind a tent and then I'm like, yeah, you don't want to record right now, Ryan. And then it was like, it got, gonna... it got to the point where like after Bigfoot, we were like, is this just going to turn into a TV show about eating food? Because like, yeah. my guess is 50% of the footage was like me just gnawing down everything in sight at aid stations. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was oh, ridiculous. Did, did it mess with you having having like to the pressure of having to record yourself like during the run and having oh it was and, and incredibly difficult I bet it was know, so hard honestly extra, like pressure like oh I hadn't recorded myself in a while well, instead of just surviving or, or dealing with your own needs having to okay I gotta film myself <laughs> I mean I think I shared on social one time but I would drop my GoPro down and a lot of people don't realize that I I actually shot a lot of that footage. I drop the Go GoPro down, or like position it, run past it, and then I'd have to run all the way back and grab it, and then I'd have to rerun that section. And this is during the Triple Crown, so like mentally that burden was like a lot. But then I got to Tahoe 200, and I clipped my toes and ate shit hard, like to the point where I thought I broke my wrist. Yeah. But my first inclination was like first first reaction was I got my GoPro out like just surveyed the area tried to explain it hit like the power button off put it back in and then was like okay how am I doing like <laughs> wow. but it got to the point where I was so committed to telling the story that yeah. I could do it but that extra effort when you're bonking yeah um or like during that snowstorm trying to yeah, no kidding, man. Potentially, like, lose your finger. I don't think most people will ever understand uh, that extra effort and what that takes. Like, because that was, it wasn't like I was just running around with a GoPro that was yeah. recording 650 miles. <laughs> like, I, I man, had to get it out and do it. Kudos to you, man, because I, I, I often, like, go into a race thinking, you know, maybe I should film some, share some of this and all, but I, I get into kind of just, just, race mode you know and uh and and it is, i can see where it would be such a dis- distraction and a, and a weight on you man so so thank you for for, for doing that and sharing it man because I, I i enjoyed yeah. watching it it was cool i got some insight um it, it just it's fun to watch other people suffer <laughs> i i yeah i truly just wanted to share the experience to like peel back the curtain and show people like i'm a pretty normal guy like most people if they set their mind to doing this and are training right they have a good chance at be able to do a hundred miler maybe not the triple crown yeah but still i think the odds i think most people are more scared to sign up for it than maybe a hundred miler and they might not realize that they're capable of probably 200 if they pace themselves right and no hydration nutrition like you can go a long ways yeah, if you you're do not going to be running next to Mike McKnight. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> or no. if you are, you're not going to be in for long. But exactly, for your first couple miles, that's about it. <laughs> but I, I appreciate the kind words because a lot of work went into that one. That's yeah. for sure. And I had a lot of really great pacers, like or just random runners that were more than happy to GoPro while you're out there because you're so bored. I, I could tell that I was, yeah, I was thinking, I was like, I think that guy's filming him that he was just running with. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's, that's exactly. And, and like Brad, Brad was the guy that did that 
horrible, awful climb. Okay. That, uh, I think you did. It was like that 5,000 yeah. feet of climb yeah. from the river up. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> and ironically, I lined up next to him at the Leadville 100-mile run. Come on. That's cool. Looked over and like, hey, man, we were supposed to do Hope Pass together because like, we were joking. We should both suffer up that big climb together. Oh, man. Just like we did in Bigfoot. So I'm glad you made it out alive. Yeah. In, in all seriousness, though, like I'm glad you didn't injure yourself on the boulder field. And I'm glad you're doing the right things for you. And you're not feeling the pressure of, yeah, you know, your podcast listeners. You got to go sign up for the triple again immediately or yeah. whatever. You're, you're doing the right things, it seems like. Yeah, just yeah, same man. Same same to you. I mean, you know, uh, Leadville is what is what it is, and you know, are, are are you are you itching for like redemption to go back and do the run, or or any part of it? Just curious. No. So what's weird is now that I've done the course because it's an out and back, I know how yeah. to do the run. Like it's yeah. in my head, I've completed it already. I got you. Um, like I understand how to do the run now. Yeah. Um, and I know I can I can do it on my next attempt. Yeah. If I'm not like going crazy trying to go like sub twenty four or twenty three. Yeah. Um, but in my head, I'm just confident that I understand because that's a lot of my understanding. The way my brain works is like if I experience a trail, I can kind of remember the topography and the nuances and like it's in my head forever and i i just know i'll do that race yeah it's just a matter of yeah. knowing that that lottery is nearly impossible to get into so it's i still gonna haven't <laughs> yeah i still haven't yeah. gotten it so yeah yeah okay but that was a good question i mean part yeah. of me is like that's that's definitely one that got away yeah i, I have a so. few that I, I think about going back to uh but we'll see you know we'll see redemption's nice <laughs> you gotta you gotta rekindle the love of running first and foremost that's like yeah so foundational and i i i mean i end every podcast with like don't forget to enjoy your training yeah but it's like it's a truly it's a philosophy of mine on running like it is so foundational before you can do anything um, and it happened, it happens to work really well with 80, 20 running training principles. Cause you yeah. can actually enjoy 80% of your running 90% yeah. even, but like for post DNFs, I haven't even run since Leadville hundred. Um, hmm. my first run back only goal is to like smile, yeah. stop and take some amazing photos like I don't care if I'm running 14 minute miles. Like I just want to do like a nice enjoyable run. And then that's how I'll slowly build consistency back. Yeah. Um, that's good, man. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to, I, I broke my, I, I was third year of a run streak of two miles a day at least. And I, I broke it after, <laughs> after Bigfoot. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I need to, I mean, yeah. What do you think of run streaks now? Having done one for three years, do you feel I, any different after missing those two miles? Uh, part of it messed with me a little bit because it's kind of a goal thing to see how long I can do it. But but I um, I'm okay with it because I think we can make that more important than like what you just said, enjoying what we're doing. And now you know if I end up missing a day, 
that's okay, you know. And uh, I, I, like I said, I, lately I've just been enjoying my my running. When I do run, I just go out and I, I'm not putting any pressure on me, myself and just keeping fit and having fun. Yeah. I mean, I'll end with one question and then I'll throw it to you, and you okay. can just go wild with it. <laughs> what's that? But I mean, what, what's your advice for someone thinking about doing a 200? You've successfully done Tahoe 200. Yeah. You've had some hiccups with Moab 240 and Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, which of those three courses do you like the best? And then also <laughs> kind of what's, what are your, your advice points for, for people thinking about taking that leap? Cause that distance is scary to a lot of people. Yeah. I think, um, I think I would tell people, well, I guess my favorite was Tahoe because I, I finished it. But, you but got I, the belt buckle. Yeah, yeah. But I really, I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed Tahoe. I mean, I hit some lows. I hit, you know, um, but but overall, I, I was able to run pretty happy. I, I ran asleep a lot and stuff like that. And um, I guess I guess advice, a lot of the things I tell people is, especially your first one, just, just go out there and just do it. Like, don't try to go fast. Don't like, like what you said, just take, you know, take your time. You got, you got a ton of time. You can hike the whole thing if you want, go enjoy it. And then uh, I, what I learned is plan your sleep before your sleep plans you. Uh, because I wasted a lot of time bobbing and weaving on the trails uh, when I should have just taken a nap. Uh, and when Directly I finally on took, the trail, uh, I ended up, I, I had, did take some trail naps, uh, but I I took a good nap at you know the aid station and it it just paid dividends, man. I was so much more totally. efficient afterwards. I felt better. Uh, I was just wasting a lot of time dozing, and you know you've been you've been there. You, sometimes you just got to lay on the trail or or lay down and take a good nap. <laughs> got to get comfortable with trail naps. Yeah, it's like it it only took me four two hundred milers to figure that one out. <laughs> nice. Now nice. I can just sleep on the dirt wherever. Very <laughs> comfortable. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Scorpions in the area? No big deal. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It'd be, it'd be fine. Yeah. Well, wh- wh- what's the big advice you give somebody who's who's thinking about tackling a two hundred for the first time? Um, I'd say don't sign up before you've done a hundred miler. In I my opinion, good. in my opinion, if you want to actually have fun. Yeah, I think you'll have a lot more enjoyable experience. Now you can get it done, but it's going to be just like uh, epic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, journey quest kind of situation, <laughs> and then it could be dangerous. But yeah. I think you should do at least one one hundred miler, and like you said, get comfortable with the dirt nap, trail nap, like uh, those twenty minute kind of reset naps are game changing um but then i'd also say like i was so into the um like the actual marked race course or whatever like sanctioned race for a 200 mile event that i think i was closed-minded in regards to like it's okay to go out and do if you get some people to help you you can do like almost an FKT or, or, you know, you can do some longer segments of trails without having to do a sanctioned race. And that's okay too. That's still probably very satisfying. I haven't done that myself yet. Um, but I would say don't be 
fearful of that either if like the cost of moab 240 is just gonna like break your bank or you know you can't get that time in october off for work or whatever like there's other ways of doing this and you Mm -hmm. still get that awesome experience that will change you and that's i mean that would be my last point is you don't do a 200 miler and not have anything happen um Brian Clayton and I, before we filmed the Triple Crown, he goes, Rob, like, I'm concerned that there aren't going to be any events. Like, yeah, you could not finish one, but then at the same time, what if you just finish them and there's no major events? I'm like, Ryan, these are 200-mile races. Stuff's going to happen. (laughs) There's going to be, like, three catastrophes per race. Like, I guarantee it. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And I think that's when he signed up to film Um, that's great (laughs) but like embrace embrace that and know before you start the race like there's gonna be two times i go off trail there's gonna be a minimum of two times where like shit hits the fan and i have to figure things out that i've never i could sit here and try to list them uh alphabetically but i will never know exactly what's about to hit me and how I'm going to dynamically have to recover from this. Yeah. But it's going to happen. So just know and embrace it. And and most importantly, embrace the pain. Yeah. Because those aid stations are always five miles, like three to five miles away from where mentally you're ready for them. And are you going to have the ability to like gut out three miles in the heat to get to that water only aid station? Hmm. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, but that's it. Hopefully, that wasn't too long-winded. No, that's good, man. That's good. It's good stuff. And yeah, and I always the other thing I always tell people is just eat a burger at every aid station. Just just every tear it aid up. station. <laughs> it's like it's like the morning. You're like ten yeah. miles in. Like yeah. sit burger. down at the picnic bench, have them cook up a hot dog for you or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Oh man. <laughs> Well, man, well, I enjoyed uh, it, David. Yeah, good visiting with you, man. I uh, hey, it's been fun watching you. Uh, congrats on getting to visit with uh, Kipchoge. And uh, oh, thank you. Hey, I have a quick one last question for you. Yeah. Uh, about Kipchoge, if he runs an ultra, what do you think? How you okay? Fifty k on the road. I think he's going to smoke it. What do you think? What do you think if he gets? You know, I don't know, hundred miles, hundred k. How do you think uh, he'll, he'll adapt to it, man? So. I mean, that's, it's a good question. And it was so cool having the Olympics, like dude, the the Olympics cited my podcast on their website, which is like, remember I'm a guy five years ago that weighed 200 pounds and could not run one mile. (laughs) And I was on, I was going to go on all kinds of like drugs for my blood pressure and everything else. So for the, the Olympics to, to quote my podcast was just mind blowing. Okay, but I think Kipchoge, if you watch uh, his film, which I highly recommend. Now, NBC Universal is super good to me. Um, Kipchoge, The Last Milestone, I think it's available on streaming outlets mm-hmm. everywhere. You watch him, and he's warming up before the sub-two hour. And it's like seeing a racehorse kind of getting ready. Um but my guess is he did like half a mile to a mile, like just in light warmups. Yeah. So, I mean, for him to add on five more miles, you're talking 
yeah. he could just absolutely crush it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's done a 50K yeah. already and just never talked about it. Yeah. Um, I could see Nike, maybe even NBC, trying to do a big, big event. I mean, there were half a billion people that watched Sub 2. So Half a amazing. billion, which I think during the Super Bowl, there's like a billion. So you're talking yeah. about numbers that are half the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, watching and one so guy. <laughs> one guy, if they have him go after any world record of, let's say, whatever, pick your distance. Yeah. Um, it's going to be so tuned into, it could just be just completely mind-blowing. But Comrades is what... Mm. I really think, like during the interview, he said specifically, "I want to do." He said all all the all the long ones in uh, the U.S. and South Africa. But yeah. when he picked out South Africa, I was like, "Yeah, comrades is yeah. definitely on his radar." I think something like JFK fifty mm. in November. That that course is not technical at all. Yeah, he could just knock a 50 miler out of the park and i think that's what i would go for yeah. if i was if i was nike and yeah. nbc and whatever other giant giant companies are out there supporting his effort because 50 miles is mind-blowing and it's almost twice the marathon yeah but it's also kind of like a u.s marker and i think comrades is what 40 yeah. I, I don't know exactly something something like that yeah so I, he'll he'll go probably f max out at 50 miles i i don't see him doing 100 k's yeah. and when he said four to five days uh i kept thinking of like marathon de sobs like some multi-day stage race yeah yeah not not like me and you running for four days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it would be so interesting to see him, like his, him adapt and, you know, his pacing, his fueling. Cause I mean, he is, he's just, he's a machine for, for marathon. He has that, I mean, tuned in, it's perfect, but see, in you know, to see him go from that to, to, to making the tweaks and making the adjustments for, I, I would just, I would love to see that and see how, far and fast he could do it I, you know? I think i've unintentionally put myself in a position to really understand it uh just with matt daniels going sub four mm. to states yeah i mean that's that's a comparable transition yeah going from a, a machine that runs sub four minute miles to then yeah he ran fourth place at western states yeah i mean he would probably know a heck of a lot better about that transition but it that that does show it's possible yeah now whether kipchoge wants to run for 12 hours at western states is another question on trails um, <laughs> and those climbs are different beasts so yeah, yeah yeah but yeah you could you could see a competition where someone like jim wamsley tries to race him but wamsley just within the global running community isn't probably as well known as all of us ultra runners know him. Yeah. And so I would, I'd put Kipchoge on his own with a team and yeah. try to do like the Nike 50 mile project or something, but who knows? Yeah. It'd be in like three or four years. 
Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to see. Anyway, I, you know, we, we don't get to talk to a whole lot of people about stuff like this, so I had to I had to bring it up. So I, <laughs> I could talk was, about that was, for hours. Yeah, yeah I know exactly. Started, ex- ex- exactly, exactly. I had to had to ask you though. But uh, congratulations on getting to visit with him. Um, he, he's Thank he's you. A, he's amazing, and uh, I was excited. And the, the podcast was great. Um, yeah. Thank you. So congrats on that. I man. mean, my my last comment: N- NBC Universal is going to give me. We're like 95% sure here. Uh, uh, Kipchoge, I think it's going to be a singlet that's signed in like a glass uh, container thing, like, you know, framed um, to give away. So, oh. yeah, stay tuned for that. If if possible, I'll try to drop that on this episode since we're mentioning it. But yeah, we'll see how that all works out. That'd be pretty cool. I don't want to give it away. I want to keep. Yeah, no, I was going to say. I thought, I thought you were going to say to hang up behind like, you when you do like a thousand dollar shirt. Yeah, that's all it that would be behind yeah. me the rest of my life. But he didn't run ultras yet. You know what? I'd, I'd bring I'd it be- out and wear it to Leadville for Leadville follow up. Just, just like the double XL or double small whatever um <laughs> yeah. rip it in half that'd be awesome oh so man. david i enjoyed it and same uh, here brother thanks for doing the swap cast hope you guys all enjoyed it hopefully I let you talk a little bit oh yeah man it was good and uh for, for my listeners man hey uh, most of them have, have listened to training for ultra make sure you you check it out if you hadn't listened to kipchoge podcast definitely check it out i appreciate it and likewise for my listeners Running, running, right? Running the riot. The, the, the run the run riot. The riot. Yeah, run, run the riot. riot. It's my last name, man. It's Terrio, but it's spelled the riot. So yeah, run the riot. Run the riot. I I love it. David's such a nice guy. I've run with him personally for way too many miles. He blew up my Silver Rush fifty because his pace <laughs> is too fast. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, <laughs> definitely check out his podcast and his social media. Really appreciate it, man. All right, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs>